For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and a jar Levine. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Why in the world is Bill O'Brien the odds-on favorite to get the job for the Jacksonville Jaguars as the head coach? I don't understand it. Vegas, I love you, Vegas. You're smart. Vegas, stick to games. Okay. How about that? Do you think maybe because it's Trent Baalke he's going to be the GM and you're going to owe us every apology? Because yeah. you, you essentially died on this hill with no med kit? <laughs> uh, Bill O'Brien, 3-2 to two odds. Daryl Bevel, 3-1 to one odds. That does speak to Balky's making the decision, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, who is the best odds? Who would you put money on right now? Jim Caldwell's more than 5-1 to one odds. It's 11-2. Doug Peterson, 7-1. to one. Byron Leftwich, 8-1. to one. Eric Bietemi, 9-1. to one. Kellen Moore, 9-1. to one. And then you got Dave Ole and Brady and Everflus. And uh, McDaniels and Marvin Lewis, which, by the way, I thought they'd be longer odds at 20 to 1. But uh, I would probably, you know what would be a good, from a bet standpoint, I'd probably put my money on, from an odds standpoint, Peterson. Okay. 15 to 2, even though a lot of people are going after him now. Yeah. Uh, but I think the best odds would be Kellen Moore at 9 to 1. You, think you Ke- want the best value. You think Kellen Moore? No, I mean, no, I'm not saying. I just told you. I think Doug Peterson or Jim Caldwell yeah. uh, are the best bets. Yeah. But I'm talking from an odds, a value-based deal. Okay. I think a guy like uh, Kellen Moore could blow the Jags away in an interview. Okay. And coming off with the highest point total in NFL history with that offense. Sure. And some of the things that he's done with Dak Prescott, I think he could he could wow you. I think he could impress you. I think he could make you think about him. Do you think a team, though, that's coming off of the year they came off of is going to take a risk on a kid that's got only two years of coaching experience? Uh, no. That's why okay. I said my favorite would be All right, not man. them. I'm Place that bet, then, Is this dude? a hard Place thing it. to understand, Casey? You understand Place Vegas, bet, right? Man. Like, I'm talking value here. Yes, sir. You're looking for value, value instead play. of who I think is going to get it. Yeah, loud and clear. Okay. I'm with you. I'm always right. in for the but value. But isn't value mean that you have a chance to win off that value? Well, yeah, that's what I'm okay. saying. Yes. I think there's a chance that they, why not? Like, I'm not saying I'm right. If I'm right, the interview process should have been over last week. Okay. <laughs> Caldwell and Peterson. Boom. See you later. Name a guy. Offer it to him. But yeah. that doesn't happen. We're interviewing. Have you got a call yet for an interview? No, nah, man, I can't say I have. I've heard a couple of things, though, from a few people, but I haven't got any calls yet. Hopefully yeah. pretty soon. Oh, all right. Maybe you can be the uh, defensive ends coach. Uh, I'm all set, man. I don't I, I'm, I'm, The coaching opportunities, I'm all good there, man. I was. I know. You, you don't want to do that. Nah. You, you got a great radio gig. Why the hell would you want to enter that? Like I said, like I said, if Josh Goldie gets the job, he's going to bring me on as, as uh, secretary of swag, and I'll be in charge of the uniforms and the helmets and all that stuff. I got something for you. I was talking to some people, and it sounds like you've been talking to some people. Oh, yeah. Um, you don't like what you're hearing, do you? Not really, no. No. I don't no. like what I'm hearing about the organization either. I really don't. Um, I don't like what I'm hearing. But I, I also don't believe everything I hear okay. all the time. I think sure. everybody has an opinion, and it's not always fact, right? I think we hear things and see. I, I'll say this. 
You know, we do this for a living. We talk about it all the time. There's a reason why we're talking about it all the time. Because everywhere I go, people are talking about it. Sure. They want to ask about it. what's going to happen, this, that. They're either mad or, or they're, they're praying that one situation doesn't happen. It's, I do think sometimes social media is a place that we overestimate the masses might be talking about. Uh, perhaps even the clown movement is one of those things. It was a sure. powerful, passionate movement, but it wasn't the masses in the city of Jacksonville. I think we saw that on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But I do think in this instance, these are people that aren't on social media or, or maybe even are casual fans, that everywhere I go, you can't get away from it. People are calling you and texting you and asking you yeah. <laughs> like we know something, right? Yeah. But... Uh, I think everybody wants to share an opinion and has an opinion on this topic right now, and that's why we continue to talk about it, man. I mean, it kind of ebbs and flows and changes as the day goes along. For sure. And if you're asking what, what my odds would be for the value, I'm picking Byron Leftwich at plus 800, by the way. You like so that? That, yeah, that? That would be my value yeah. pick. That's a good pick. I think yeah. that would be a good value pick. I think yeah. a lot of people would do that, by the way. Yeah. Another guy who could blow uh, the team away with an interview and, and has some, I think, got some help on the interview process. Sure. Uh, uh, in the broadcast, did you hear that the other day? Like Todd Bowles helped him and yeah. prepped him mm -hmm. uh, for what the conversation might be like. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I told you a little bit about Todd Bowles, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, sure. That he would do that. Uh, Brett Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz on a Tuesday, final Tuesday from Top Golf. Josh Scobie will join us in a little bit. Maybe he's interviewing for the uh, head coaching job. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Uh, well, Daryl Bevel apparently interviewing for the head coaching job today, and he's like three to one odds. Like I don't understand. But there are, there's obviously people that do buy into the report from Rappaport that believe that Balky's going to be the guy. And, and again, I'm we're split. I think a lot of people are split about whether they think that's going to happen, whether it is happening, whether it has already happened. And he is currently in the seat. So, like, you're winning if you think it's going to happen. I still don't think it's happening. Uh, and I thought about this today, Austin. Does it speak volumes that we haven't seen any kind of statement from Shad Khan now that the season has ended? Uh, there's been nothing to endorse Trent Baalke other than to say, hey, he's going to continue on with his duties when Urban Meyer got fired like some five or six weeks ago now. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was just kind of protocol. That wasn't like, hey, he's going to be the GM 2022. By this time, do you think we would have seen, hey, we're retaining Trent Baalke and we he's helping us with the search and we look forward to finding our next head coach I shots tough to read sometimes sure but we haven't seen that at all which which I believe and I think I'm correct here it's still very much open-ended on whether bulky returns or not so I mean I'm not sure what the protocols have said the past years that the Jaguar season's been done but I feel like Shad Khan by now would have come out and said something about the season and what the plans are going forward especially when you have a head coaching vacancy and you know essentially Urban Meyer getting fired. So I, I was very surprised that Shad Khan hasn't come out like on a Monday and now a Tuesday and really addressed anything about the season. Usually I think that's his MO to kind of do that. So the fact that it's been quiet um, does raise a couple eyebrows, does raise a little concern. And I just keep going back to what I've said the whole time. The fact that if the plan is to get Doug Peterson or to get Caldwell, and they come in here and they don't like Balky and they're going to fire Balky and go after their own GM, then why not just wash your hands of this right now and let Balky go? Because yeah. essentially you, you, you're going to do the same thing. Either Balky hires, uh, hires Caldwell, hires Doug Peterson, they don't like him, they let him go, find a new GM, or you let the GM go right now, and it's the same thing. So uh, I think the fact that you know he still does have a job here in Trent Balky, I think the fact that 
you are hearing more and more smoke now. I think the fact that Vegas is saying what they're saying, I think that is slowly starting to turn the dial now of saying maybe Trent Bulk is going to be the GM for 2022. Yeah, and I think uh, some of this is... Like, I just asked. I said, I, I almost think we have to do a temperature check every day. I understand nobody wants Balky to be the GM. Like, I can't find someone to endorse him. I said to multiple people again today, I can't believe in this league that I can't find anybody on his team, anybody that, that is endorsing Trent Balky. I, I think that's stunning. I think from around the National Football League, from the Lockin' Fours to the Albert Breers to the Michael Silvers, not even those guys, like, who have relationships, like, in buildings and with people and uh, and. and you know, sometimes we'll say stuff just because they've got a relationship, you know? <laughs> That's not the case. Yeah. Like, that is not happening. Like, that to me is fascinating to watch and unfold because I know how the business works. I know how the industry works. I know how the NFL works after covering this and all these changes over the last decade or so. And so I'm really surprised we just haven't had anybody, anybody endorsing Trent Baalke. And so I asked this question, like, Today, as you sit here, and you guys kind of answered it, do you think that Balky will be the guy going forward? I told you on Friday, or all for the last two weeks, I don't think he's going to be the guy. I said, on Friday, though, if I come in Monday at 3 o'clock and he's still, I haven't heard from Shot, I'm starting to wonder a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, and it makes me nervous. I wasn't as nervous as I thought I would be. Uh, maybe I talked myself out of it. Still here today, I don't believe the Vegas odds. I still don't think he's going to be the guy in 2022 because of all the noise, and I believe how this is going down is that they're going to pick a coach, and the coach is going to be like, or Shad's going to be like, you want this job? Uh, and they're going to be like, not if Trent Polky's there. And they're like, okay, well, let's move on, and we'll get another GM. Uh, obviously, Vegas doesn't believe that's going to happen because they believe Trent Bulky wants Bill O'Brien or wants Daryl Bevel, and there's only a couple guys in the world that work with Bulky right now as the GM, and those guys might end up getting the job. So I guess I ask everybody out there, and you're welcome to call in, 904-362-9901. What's your gut today tell you? Uh, I know you're scared that he might be the guy. You don't want him to be the guy. But do you think he actually will be the guy? Or will Shad either come to his senses or will the head coach talk Shad Khan out of it? Will the head coach be able to determine whether Balky stays? I still believe that will be the answer. I don't believe he's going to be the guy in 2022. But I, I understand this, too. He currently is the guy, and we're all guessing. Yeah, and at the end of the day, whether he is or he's not, you're at a disadvantage right now with him still being here. And to me, that's the most important part. If Shad Khan ends up letting Trent Bulky go a week from now, two weeks from now, when they announce the head coach, okay. But that still puts you at a competitive disadvantage because now you're in the market for a new GM. I mean, are you interviewing GMs right now? I doubt no, it. So then that whole process is going to get sidetracked a little bit. So it's just you're putting yourself at a competitive disadvantage if you plan on releasing them eventually and not now. And I also think you're putting himself at a competitive disadvantage if you plan on keeping him for the 2022 campaign. I've got another question about this. And this could be frowned upon in league circles, by the way. What's going on in Jacksonville? We've talked about this multiple times. You have people standing outside the building at the end of the game and end of the season saying, Balky resigned on his way to the car. Uh, I've said this countless times now, and I'm not asking everybody to feel bad for Balky, all this stuff. But from a human level, I've mentioned it. I, think, I don't think Balky has earned the venom that he's getting. I think this is more Shad Khan and a report and Shad Khan's lack of statement has put him in the spotlight to draw the ire of the fan base and now have everybody around NFL circles talking. And so I say, is Shad doing a disservice to Balky and his image 
as as a person in the NFL, yeah. whether he keeps him or not, by not saying anything. Because the bottom line is, Austin, Trent Baalke is getting lambasted in, in the public eye for more than two weeks now. So here's the thing, though. If Shad Khan comes out and says that Trent Baalke's the guy, to me that does nothing for Baalke's image, or, and that actually makes Shad Khan's image worse. Because if, say, let's say tomorrow, let's say there's a press conference with Shad Khan and he announces, all right, our GM going forward is going to be Trent Baalke until further notice. That puts Trent Baalke in the same light that he's been in, I feel like, the entire time. It's still going to be clown emojis, clown images, all that stuff. But now Shad Khan has added himself to even more negativity, to even more being in the sights of the Jaguars fan base, because now he announced it. Now he made it official that Trent Baalke is coming, coming back. So, I mean, yeah, I think you'd like some clarification. You'd want to see what is the plan for this team going forward. But also, if you announce the wrong plan, that does nothing for fans, in my opinion. Well, I can tell you this. There are some folks, some folks, and I can't say across the board, but some folks that you talk to that think in league circles, uh, there are discussions about the Jags are making bulky, they're just leaving them out to dry here for two and a half weeks, mm. you know, whether, and not saying one way or another. Because all we're going on is a report, and there's been nothing since then, mm-hmm. nothing to say con- confirmation or denial on Shad's part to this point. And so he's left the door open uh, for speculation on both sides. And there is speculation on both sides. And in the meantime, Balky is getting hammered. Now, has Balky made his own bet in some of that? Maybe he has. You know, maybe you need more allies. You know, I said this about Urban Meyer. You know, one of the big lessons of Urban Meyer for anybody is you might want to be nice to people sometimes. And I'm not saying Balky's in that category, but he obviously doesn't have a lot of friends coming to his defense sure. at the moment. And Urban had nobody defending him. And so I think this is an odd spot right now that Balky is in, and and Shad, without saying anything, is leaving him out there in the yeah, public but, eye. But uh, by not saying anything, he's also uh, to me he's also defending Trent Balky though. Like he's also Trent Balky's biggest advocate because we haven't heard anything about the situation, right? Like your peers, the media, whatever you want, the fan base, they they're all questioning Shad Khan's decision right now. And, 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 you know, like Shad Khan on the local level maybe doesn't really care that much. On the national level, you think he would. Well, the national level right now is, you know, for lack of a better word, lambasting the Jaguars once again for maintaining Trent Baalke. And Shad Khan, I guarantee, hears that. We're, we're all talking about the, the clown game and all that stuff. Shad Khan sees that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So by not saying anything and by remaining silent about Trent Baalke and not giving us any kind of indication of what's going to happen with him, that also kind of shows me that maybe Shad Khan's a big advocate. And maybe in terms of, you know, being a supporter of Trent Baalke or not, all you need is the owner. And maybe Shad Khan is that guy. Yeah, I, I do think this. I think because he's left everything so open without statement that he could do a multitude of things and just say, hey, somebody else reported this. I, I never said it. Um, but I, I would just say I wonder how that's being viewed in league circles. Like, hey, if I go work for the Jags, they're just going to hang me out here? Mm. Is my going to have my back? I mean, regardless, Trent Baalke's an employee of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and mm-hmm. nobody's defending him. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of what his future is with the team, nobody's defending Trent Baalke right now. But who would you expect to defend him from this team, from, from the franchise? Because, like, keep in mind, all these coaches are going to be gone. So the, the I, coaches I, I agree. I agree. So who would you want to see defend Trent Baalke? Well, right I now? just think that's where Shad comes into play. I okay. think he's the one guy that can – he can say a statement that says, listen, Shad is – I mean, uh, Trent Baalke's currently under contract. We are working through some things. And, you know, you can paint it to not even have a definitive answer. But you could issue a statement if you want in support and or, – or, or not in support 
of of your GM. I mean, he's an employee of yours. Mm. You know, yeah. like if you're just, under fire, I'd like to hey, I'd like to have your back. No, you for know? sure. As I an just, employee or as a as a teammate, as a whatever. I just want more of the consistency of when the season is over, we get a good idea of where this team is at and what the goal is going forward. Like, that's what a CEO does. That's what an owner does, especially the situation in Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's what we've seen in the past. You're lacking the consistency right now because we don't know what this direction is. We're, we're literally, I'm sitting here, I feel like we're stuck in limbo right now. Like, nobody really knows what's going on. And, and, and that's where Shad Khan can step up to the plate and say, all right, let's have this press conference, let's have this meeting, and these are our plans going forward. And to echo your point, no, you don't have to have, be 100% transparent of, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. But at least give us some sense of direction right now. At least give us some sense of what do you think about Trent Bulky? Because to me, it could be, yeah, you love him. He's coming back next year. You're in between right now thinking, I'm not sure. Or you don't like him. We have no idea right now. All we have to go off of is rumors, speculation, uh, and, you know, just the report. Yeah, and in my opinion, I think you could issue a statement that doesn't tip your hand either way. It says, listen, Trent Bulky's under contract for us as a general manager right now. We are vetting out whether that's the best thing for our organization going forward and at the same time trying to find the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Boom. Like, if I say that statement, you have no idea if I think I want to keep him or yeah. if I'm going to replace him. But at least you said something. Yeah. Like, I, I just think, I don't know if it's a bad look. I wonder if it's a bad look. I wonder if I'm Trent Bulky, I'm a little ticked off. Nobody's defending me. Yeah. And I'm being just thrown out here. Yeah. And to be honest with you, if I'm bulky, what did I do to Jacksonville? Like, well, what, what did I, I do mean, to Jacksonville? I, I signed up to be with Urban Meyer? But once again, he he helped. Like, he was – you're tied to Urban Meyer. Yeah. And my issue with Trent Bulky – He's getting which I, more stuff than Urban did. Well, because he's the one that's still in the building. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you knew Urban Meyer – like, I can't say this enough. You knew, you said. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't care. Either you're a liar or you did the wrong thing. Yeah, but yeah. either way, it's not right. But you said that you knew Urban Meyer stayed behind, left the team to go on the team playing by themselves, and Urban Meyer stayed behind in Cincinnati. I do have an issue with that. I don't think you build culture like that. I don't think you're on a team like that. So my grievance, my issue with Trent Baalke starts there. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, hey, uh, can anybody confirm if Bill O'Brien is going to interview with anybody else for a head coaching job? I know. Is yeah, it know. just Jacksonville? Could be. Like, here we go again. Like, I can't get off this part of it. You know I've been stuck on this. And, and by the way, I think that's why it's so simplistic. Uh, hey, would Fred uh, Bulky be a GM at any other team right now? No. Would Bill O'Brien even be interviewed for a head coaching job anywhere else right now? Um, no. Then why the hell is he the favorite to be the Jacksonville Jaguars' next head coach when some people believe this might be the best job out there yeah. in the NFL? Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's the favorite because he knows Trent Baalke. I mean, it's, it's simple. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, what you feeling on O'Brien? Is you, Vegas you, swaying? You, you already know. No, I mean, I, I don't know. Vegas can do whatever it wants. Like, I, I think if Trent Baalke is going to be the GM going forward, then, yeah, I think Bill O'Brien's got a great shot of being your next Jaguars head coach. I'm not a fan of it. I'm, I'm not a fan of having a head coach despite of what the X's and O's say, despite of what the quarterback record is and all this stuff of, of your divisional wins. I'm not a fan of a guy who his last impression on his last team was that he lost the locker room. We don't need that here in Jacksonville right now. So, no, I'm not a fan of Bill O'Brien. And by the way, uh, didn't impress you much last night, did he? 
No, but I mean, I mean, no, I understand. They, they, but still, like, it's yeah. not like he put a. A lot of people are like, "Everflus right now, get him out of here because of what happened with the Colts." I don't yeah, think yeah, you can yeah. take a one-game sample. Yeah. I think that's a very dangerous thing. I think it's the same thing with Hutchinson, right? Yeah. Like, if you didn't like the way he played his last game, wait a minute. Now he played a whole career. You, you watch everything. Yeah, if you're yeah. an evaluation person, you don't get stuck on emotion. But I will say this. If I looked at last night, I don't think it was like, hey, here I come, NFL, I'm back. Bill O'Brien with the best player in the country and, and Bryce Young and the most talented team in the country, you could argue, on offense. All they could do is really kick field goals, and they got outcoached because they scored 41 the first time against Georgia. Yeah. And no. they only scored 18. And, and I think if I'm Trevor Lawrence and Bill O'Brien's my coach, then I'm seriously concerned about my labor. I'm going to be throwing 35 times in the first half like <laughs> you saw Bryce Young do last night. <laughs> Uh, very better, good. better get that labor repaired right now again. You better, like, double anchor that bad boy down with Dr. Andrews, man, because if Bill O'Brien comes in here, Travis, you're throwing all over the place. James Robinson, you might as well just request for that trade right now. You ain't running the ball. All right, uh, let's continue to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars search and the national championship. What do you make of it? Georgia's national champs for the first time since 1980. I think it's a really cool story. It's a good sports story, especially if you're a neutral observer. I understand a lot around here are not. Uh, but I think it's pretty cool uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. And a pretty good game, by the way, yeah. uh, last night. What an unbelievable, especially since we just watched a Heckman NFL game the night prior. Sure. <laughs> but it was a pretty good game for a national championship game. Hung in the balance all the way to the final couple of minutes. We talk more about it. Tuesdays at Top Golf. Oof, all fired up on a Tuesday here in Jacksonville. Hope you are, too. Come join the conversation. 904-362-9901. Tuesdays from Top Golf on ESPN 690. MVP Stetson Bennett is joining us live. Stetson, good morning, my friend. How are you feeling this morning after that incredible performance last night? Have you had a chance to get any sleep? Uh, you know, a few hours. Um, <laughs> not many. Uh, I've been, been wondering about... Uh, yeah, no, not many. <laughs> hey, Stetson, I mean... I don't know who, I get it, because you won the national championship, so, you know, it's time-sensitive. But you did that kid zero favors by having him on Good Morning America, like... Was the whole thing bad? I didn't see it. It was pretty bad. Was, well, I mean, he's doing his party in. What do, what do you want me to do? He's that's a college a kid. not, like, the greatest interview anyway. Sure. You know, he's pretty like, kind of just... I got you. But, I mean, obviously, you're celebrating, you're out, you're gallivanting, you're having a good time. And then you have to put on your <laughs> yeah. your Tuesday best for Good Morning America. Give me a break. Uh, and I hear you. They always do that. Like, I always wonder, this came so close to this, I wonder what it's like to cover the, well, I covered the Patriots in the Super Bowl. We were, I was working in Providence. Mm -hmm. This was the first Super Bowl for Brady, by the way. And so it's the only time I've covered, like, so close, like, it wasn't close enough is my, what I'm getting at. I was in yeah. Providence. Like, the Boston Station's probably, at that time, remember now, Patriots hadn't been good. Yep. So the Boston Station's, it kind of feels like it's their team more than Providence, even though we cover it on the fringe. Sure. Uh, even though we're kind of, like, the same distance away from Boston to the Patriots. Now I think Providence covers them like it's in their backyard. Just That's because they had success. But there just wasn't, the Patriots were not the biggest thing when they won. Like, it was the Red Sox and Celtics, and the Patriots were, like, down the list. Um, and so I don't remember, like, they won, and then we covered the Super Bowl, and the day is in New Orleans, and, and like, that, we did a long post-game show, and that was it. But when we went to Minnesota, and the, uh, the, Red, uh, <laughs> the Jags almost went to Minnesota to play Philadelphia. 
Yes. Right? Yes. Well, we had started to put together plans that would have been like if from a Super Bowl perspective, mm -hmm. almost around-the-clock coverage, yeah. really for like the week. Yeah. But especially if you win it, because they all go to these parties. Of course. Like, they were, they had, the, you know, the Jags had picked out where they were having their party and everything. Nice. Because the final four teams have to do that. Did you like, have any inside information <laughs> where it was going to be? Oh, yeah. It was going to be uh, Mall of America. Oh, I was going to be in the Mall of America? Yeah. Their party? Patriots end up staying there. Okay. And I'm pretty sure the party was there, too. Because there was a hotel right there, and that's where cool. the Patriots were. Okay. And so it was right in the Mall of America area. I remember seeing nice. it. And because I know some people with the Patriots in their broadcast department, and they had put together, like, 24-hour coverage. Yeah. Uh, they had launched something around that time. I remember um, at this time, now they've won six Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah. everything oh, was that'd big. Oh, that would be cool. You but, did you go to the Mall of America? Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. That was where Radio Row was. Oh, that's right. That's and right, so, right. Um, but anyway, my point being is, like, what I'm bringing it back to with the Stetson Bennett stuff, if, if say, the Jags were to win the Super Bowl someday, mm -hmm. it's like, I don't, like, I don't think they sleep. Like, no, you go, you, you win don't. the game. Yeah. You go party. Yes. You keep going and going and going right into, like, I doubt Stetson Red Bennett Bull, even. Red Bull, yeah. Red Bull, yeah. And, and now they go back and then more media stuff, like, when yeah. they fly home. And you know, they might get a wink or two on a plane. Yeah. But that's it. Like, you don't sleep for, like, 36 hours, no, I don't No, for think. sure. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, my grandma watches Good Morning America. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I don't know. It's just, it was weird. Like, I mean, yeah, props, you have to have them on. I get all that. But dude just, like, had the biggest game of his career, national champion, obviously parted his you-know-what off, and now you got him talking on Good Morning American and Michael yeah. Strahan and company. It's just like, come on, man. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of times they'll go, I don't see that happen very often with the national champ. Like, I don't think they've had Saban and Mac Jones on. Maybe they have. No, I, don't it, well, I can't remember if Joe Burrow was the on there or not. In, the Stetson Bennett story is a good story for, like, the Today Show, Good Morning America, CBS sure. this morning. Yeah, yeah. It's a feel-good story. I mean, yeah. like, he's a... He's from small-town Georgia and wasn't supposed to be here, and he leads the way. I mean, seriously, they could make a movie out of Stetson Bennett. For sure. I mean, an incredible win for Georgia. I, I, I'm i telling you, I really, uh, I'm not a Georgia Bulldog fan. Yeah. I've covered Georgia very loosely since I got to town, and I've been up to Athens. Super people up there and in that sports program, mm. and I think they're such a good program and such a good place and, and all those things that I feel really good for Georgia that they got off the schneid of the national title, man. Yeah. I, I think it's great that they have a national championship because Kirby Smart's built a hell of a program, but nobody in our society today will admit you, you are the, you know, one of the best unless you actually win it all. Right? No, without and, a doubt. And he did that. And it was great to get new blood um, in college football. You know, I didn't give Georgia a chance. I thought it was Alabama's game. It's hard picking against Nick Saban yep. and, and the Heisman Trophy winner. But, you know, I mean, I, I guess if you look back on it now, and I get the SEC championship game was one thing, but Georgia's defense showed up. They they, they showed up in a big way. And I and get you can check out the stats. And I think Bryce Young only was sacked one time. But they were hassling Bryce oh, Young man, all night. And, and their defense prevailed. You know, their defense kept them in the game, number one, kind of overcame penalties in the first half but then obviously put up some points as well um, and kind of changed the momentum around for the Georgia Bulldogs. So it, it was really cool seeing, you know, when we talk about college football, we talk about the spread offense and, and all these receivers and all these high-scoring games. It was really cool to, to see a great defense help get their quarterbacks back 
and help win the game. That, that, I mean, that to me was the biggest takeaway that I had was defense prevails in a national championship game. And that defense is awesome. I yes. mean, they really didn't play well in the SEC championship game. They played well, and, and they had a good plan, and you're right. I wondered how many, how many penalties would Bryce Young have received in the NFL in yeah. that game? Yeah. Seriously. I mean, I thought he got hit in the head a couple times. I thought he got hit up high. I mean, I thought you, if you're an Alabama fan, like, I think you can make the case that there should have been more flags against Bryce Young. Well, but yeah. they harassed the heck out of him, and he was under pressure, and he had to be thinking about it uh, in some of those plays and some of the misfires that he had. But I also don't want to hear about it either, because Stetson Bennett, you know, I think that was uh, an incomplete pass, and they called a fumble, and they got the ball. So, I, don't I mean, they, they, they had to overcome that as well. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Georgia's I, side. I, I thought that was uh, an incomplete pass myself, yeah. and I think they got lucky that the, I didn't even know it was a fumble. He, like, lucky his foot yeah. wasn't out of bounds, right? Sure. He wasn't even trying to get the ball. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I think Georgia got lucky, too, because obviously you lose two top-flight wide receivers, mm -hmm. and that was a game-changer. Again, I come at this from a neutral perspective for the most I really did like to see Georgia win but that's a game changer I'm not so sure Georgia wins even with uh, Williams and yeah. especially if they had Mechie and Williams to the fold and those young receivers made some drops I mean Bryce Young the throw he had he got walloped on a third and 11 and he throws it into uh what's it, 84 and he dropped it I mean, it was a beautiful throw. They drop a touchdown at the goal line. I, I Listen, they got some breaks. They got yeah. some breaks, and they took advantage of the breaks. They, they blocked the field goal, um, and they played really well and made plays when you had to. Like, Stetson Bennett, he finished that game incredibly, four for four with clutch throws, yeah. uh, especially the one. And I do think it was a hell of a catch in the end zone, too. I mean, it was a good throw, but it was a hell of a catch. Yeah. Um, and it's a cool story. Like I said, Kirby Smart, look at the resume now. He has crushed his rivals. He has won big-time bowl games. He has made it to the championship twice. Uh, he's, he's got a destination hotel in Atlanta for the <laughs> SEC championship game most every year. And I'll tell you what, if I'm the Florida Gators, if I'm Tennessee, uh, anybody else over there, but everybody else is kind of everybody else in the East. Oh, yeah. The, uh, Tennessee can chill out. But Florida especially. Yeah. Oh, Billy Napier. You got some work to do, man, because the gap is wide. And it looked like Mullen was closing the gap. Sure. And now, boom, all of a sudden, that gap just exploded again because you see a national title and, yep. and the recruiting. Um, Napier's going to do a good job, I think, at, at Florida. He's got a long way to catch up now to Kirby Smart because they're just going to keep rolling after this. Absolutely. I mean, that's what it's all about. You, you're you on the biggest stage. Katy Perry's playing at halftime, <laughs> de debuting a video. Um, and, and you the beat the... It was not bad, not bad, a little glitchy, but I, I get it. It's kind of a futuristic style. But, you know, you got Kirby Smart doing his thing against Nick Saban, winning a national championship against the big, bad Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah, in terms of recruiting, it's already where it needs to be for, for Georgia. But that, that's such a kind of like extra push now, right, where it's like Alabama maybe isn't the king all the time. Maybe sometimes there are some people that can come up um, and, and show them what's up. And I think Georgia did that, and I think it's only going to help boost Georgia in terms of recruiting going forward. How about the irony? You know, everybody said, I messed up the quarterback stuff from Easton to Fromm, but then he didn't go to Fields, and Fields leaves for Ohio State, and he messed it up. And how about Kirby Smart going with Stetson Bennett? Yeah. And sticking with Stetson Bennett. Yep. I mean, even last night, I thought he could have gone to JT Daniels, man. Yeah. I thought he could have. Oh, I, didn't, I know you thought that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. but, but come on. Was I alone? Was so. I alone in the first 50 minutes of that game? Could you, could you have made a move? I don't think he was terrible. I just didn't think he was doing anything to make a play for them. 
Yeah. And could you have made a switch now that you were down and needed a play? And you know what they did? They went right back. And credit Todd Munkin, who's an awesome guy. He was Jags wide receivers coach. You were here for this? Of course. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Great guy. He's yeah. awesome. I love, yeah. I love yeah. Todd. Yeah. And uh, he went right back to the well. Yeah. With, I said, you got to run. you got to run. you got to run. Nope. And he went right back to the air, and he went four Beautiful for pass. four yeah. on those. He even started the drive yeah. with some throws. Yeah. And he put it in Stetson Bennett's hands. Yep. And uh, I thought that was that was gutsy. Yes. And showed confidence in the kid, both Kirby and Munkin, and it paid off for him. So good for them. No, for sure. And I think that just goes to show you, you know, the the just the, the coaching of what is possible you know when when you stick i mean injuries are one thing right everyone gets injured you had to go to the backup hopefully that guy's ready to go but if you came into the show with stetson bennett and, and they put it all on stetson bennett and said either you win us this game or lose us this game i respect i yeah. respect the heck out of that because the quarterback's most important position on the field it's the leader it's the general and yeah i get it watching that first half watching stetson bennett i was a little leery as well but i I guess I respected the fact of who, who, whether it's Kirby Smart's call, whoever call it that it was, to say, you know what, either we win or we lose, but it's going to be because of Stetson Bennett. He helped get us here. We're going to ride or die with him, and, and I respect that. And guess what? It paid dividends. Stetson Bennett did his thing, and uh, I couldn't be more happy for that guy. Yeah, me too. I mean, listen, it's an awesome story. And uh, listen, I wasn't trying to be um, – yesterday, I wasn't trying to be – Mean to Stetson Bennett, I love the story. I was just saying, sooner or later, the quarterback in this game is going to have to make a play for Georgia. Sure. And he wasn't. Like, he he did. Whether that was design, whether it was just Alabama playing too well, he had it in my opinion. I felt like he had to make a play, like one play. And he hadn't up until that point. And then he made a disastrous play, which, again, I don't even think was really a fumble, but it, he got a bad break on it. Yeah. And I, at that time... The scenario of what we painted yesterday, kind of the flip-flop of Tua coming in for Jalen Hurts, yep. I think existed for Georgia. Yeah. Someday, five, ten years down the road, yep. Kirby Smart will answer that and be like, yeah, I thought about it, but I just said, you know, we're riding with Stetson. Yeah. And I don't even know, maybe he said it last night, but I think that had to cross his mind to say, we need a little spark here. Sure. Let's let's go to a guy who's, who's a veteran. It's not yeah. like you're going to a young quarterback like Tua, actually. Yeah, you could yeah, go yeah. to a guy who's done it before and has confidence of the teammates. Um, man, he stuck with Stetson, though, and, and that's enough. where the Disney story comes into play because it's a fascinating story, Yeah, uh, and it's a great one. And now you have Joe Burrow, you have Mac Jones, and you have Stetson Bennett, and Bennett being the most unlikely probably of the three. But the other two are pretty unlikely, too, if you asked like a year earlier no, if they would lead the team to a national title. No, of course, very unlikely, you know, but it just it goes to show you if you can build around a quarterback. Uh, you give him a great defense. You know, you give him Cook in the backfield. You give him, you know, decent receivers. Good things can happen. And, and obviously, Stetson Bennett's a guy who's earned his stripes, who's, you know, he's paid his dues. And to me, that that's the best story of all. When you put the work in, you put the time, effort, and energy in, and then you, you get rewarded the biggest way on the biggest stage possible. I got a question that will tie Georgia, win the national title to the Jags. Um, coming up in just a moment, and I want to ask that. Not Alabama OC in Jags. Georgia defense Jazz. So of all the Jags connections, by the way, Doug Marone in Alabama was like the big one people are talking about. Yeah. But don't sleep on Todd Munkin yeah. and Georgia win the national championship. And that guy should be head coach somewhere anyway. Maybe he gets it after this. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. More Jags talk. And around the NFL we go soon. Tuesdays from Top Golf rolls on. Star kid, and when you're, uh, uh, you know, work at a big corporation or a big company, you have instant credibility. This kid's had to work 
for everything he's got. And by the way, been doubted along the way the whole time. Georgia fans, I live in Georgia. When's, when's JT going to play again? Like, this kid can't take us to a championship, can they? He, not only did he, he did it with two drives in the fourth quarter, two touchdown drives when you needed him the most. He came through in the clutch. So, I mean, just a guy that's been doubted by Georgia fans, Georgia coaches along the way, but just continued to believe in himself. And, and now he's national championship and uh, champion and one of the main reasons why. See, it wasn't just me, you self-righteous Twitter. <laughs> David Pollock right there. Mm. Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> Good for you, Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> right, Carson Beck on the roster, Jacksonville kid. Uh, Amir Speed from Sandalwood Yeah. Uh, in the secondary. And uh, I actually saw the other day, somebody, I saw somebody tweet from Rhode Island back home, Bishop Hendrickson High School, where Rocco Baldelli went. Yeah. He's an offensive lineman for Georgia. So Rhode Island has a college national championship. Uh, player. How about that? Do you uh, think Stetson Bennett was so tired this morning of Good Morning America because he saw your tweet and couldn't sleep about it? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I don't, I, that could have been the case. I really don't think. Maybe he wasn't partying. I really don't think Stetson's going to worry maybe, about me. But maybe he tried to get his eight hours in for Michael Strahan <laughs> and he couldn't sleep because the tweet. Who knows what happened? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll have deleted tweet later. <laughs> and I know which one's the candidate. <laughs> I don't know which one was worse, really. I didn't get as much gruff about uh, I said right after, if Kirby's got any guts, oh, I didn't see that he'll one. go to JT Daniels. Ooh, right. Yeah, be careful now, man. People Listen, got receipts out here. I don't understand why people don't get live tweeting. Yeah. I mean, you, you can but live tweeting is more of like what's going on, though, right? Yeah, well, what was going on right there is the QB wasn't making a play. Yeah, but and they weren't going to win a national title. You, they just well, lost all momentum. But they did, though. You know? They still have 10 minutes to go. Yeah, that's the thing. I know, but that's live tweeting. Like, okay. I had somebody today say, Brent, your takes are always wrong. Well, <laughs> I was like, that wasn't a take. That was reality. Okay. Like, he wasn't, it didn't look. It's, I said, the tweet was, looks like Stetson Bennett's not going to be able to win a national championship. That's what did. it looked like yeah, with 10 but, minutes to but go. But then he did, though. So, like, I mean, <laughs> you know, I just, hey, I, 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 I just hope Trent Bulk is gone for your sake, Brent. <laughs> Man, because <laughs> you, you you need a dub you in the worst way, man. No, you need I to get don't. a dub. Oh, you need a dub, Brent. I don't need a dub. Brent, you need a dub, man. I mean, but, but we have the honor to keep the receipts, man, in the studio. I think you need a dub. Listen, everybody in Jacksonville is with me on the Tread Falky stuff. They like me right now because I feel like, and I'm one of them in the minority, that I think Trent Falky's not going to be here. And right now they're all rooting for me here in Jacksonville. Like, sure. Brent, I hope you're right. Yeah. Hope you're right, Brent. Yeah. Please be right. Yeah. Now, what happens if you're wrong, though? Gonna be a little, Those well, people are going to turn on you. They're going to ask me if I want a, a, a clown costume. I just, okay, okay, man. I just, well, how do you think I feel? And, and I'm, I'm going to stick true to this because anytime I say something, I stick true to it. I said that if Bill O'Brien's going to be the head coach, I will come to work every single day wearing clown makeup. <laughs> That's, Vegas says I'll be doing that. And, my Vegas, I'll say you're going to. I think I feel right now. By the way. I don't want to put on that stupid stuff. I'll help you. I, I guess. I'm trying to, trying to comprehend that right now in my mind. Every single day. With my beard and everything? Come on, There's man. No it's going to be a mess. There's okay. no way Bill O'Brien's coming to Jacksonville. Ve uh, Vegas just said, though, hey, Austin, we heard you, and guess what? Better get that stuff on Amazon right now because it might be because it might be on back order. <laughs> but get ready because you might be put on some makeup this year for the show. I just can't. What I can't envision, if, if Balky and O'Brien were to be the case, like after everybody in town has hammered them, media included, like, What's that going to be like at the introductory news conference? It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Hey, 
we all can't stand the fact that you're the head coach and you're the GM man, of the Jags. Well, welcome to town. And I'm sure this is the show, too, that there's going to be no handshake <laughs> with me and Urban Meyer. Me and Urban Meyer, I, I got a nice fist bump. I got a handshake from Urban Meyer, practice number one. Absolutely. None of that from we Bill O'Brien, man. from Urban. I mean, None, Urban was yeah, listening to the show. I mean, Urban listened to the show, and then he didn't, like, he should have listened more. Yeah. He should have. No, that's all good. You know what's going to happen, though? If, if that's the case, if Trent Bulky's the GM and Bill Bryan's going to be the head coach, it's going to be me and Casey in the parking lot, not even watching practice, me and Casey in the parking lot getting fan reactions. That's what we're going to be doing the entire <laughs> training camp. By Casey, win for that? Yeah, why not? Let's get it. Wake up, Casey. Get it, man. Let's go. What do you mean, wake up? What did I do? He's <laughs> By the way, uh, Casey and Austin killing it on the actions. Oh, Jackson. Right, you know. Channel. Couple, it's amazing. Couple you drop an F-bomb somewhere, oh, man, and all you know of a sudden, you, you get a, why don't we just start swearing all the you, time? You, you know what it is, man. Hey, even my, even my mom, hey, my mom enjoyed it, Did she? which is all I care about. Yeah. Don't give is me any credit. I didn't got, do anything. Is that because you got hit on? Well, she, she said, man, give people some beer, and it's entertaining. I'm like, you better believe it, Mom. Now, I didn't swear in the video. Well, no, I didn't swear in the video. I didn't swear, so it's not my fault. But she was actually entertained by it, so that, that made my day, because I was kind of worried about that one. Uh, all right, I got this for you guys. I want you to play along, Casey. You get one Georgia Bulldog defender to mm. put on the Jags in 2022. Oof. And there are a lot to pick from now. Yeah. And I understand Jordan Davis is high on my list. Yes. I'll go first. Okay. You know who the guy I think could make it, what I'd love to see play for the Jags? And it's just not going to be in the area to pick him, I think. I love N'Kobe Dean. Yeah. He's number 17 for Georgia. Yep. I think not often does IQ and instinct jump off the page in the TV set in the field when yep. you're watching. Sometimes just pure athletic ability does, right? Well, a lot of times it does. But not like that. I think this guy, anybody by he's brilliant too. He's like whatever in mechanical engineering or something like uh, super smart kid. Mm -hmm. But I do wonder a little bit, will his speed translate to the NFL like I see it in the college game? I will say that. I, and that's just kind of like a rough like scouting report for me. Didn't really even, I don't even know what he runs. Yeah. From a 40 standpoint, I just wonder. But I think the instinct, I think that's what you need a little bit of that. I think if you want to get turnovers, right, if you want to make plays, I think that guy really will help the defense. I love Jordan Davis, by the way. Yeah. I love a bunch of those D linemen. Yeah. But I think N'Kobe Dean, man, I think he would be awesome addition so, to the Jags. So I like Jordan Davis, obviously. He's, he's the man in the middle. He's the big dude. But if you want to ask me, like, in the future, who I want the Jaguars to have out of any of those guys that we saw last night or any of these guys on this Georgia football team, uh, give me Jalen Carter, please. 88. Give, give me Jalen Carter. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this guy is still young. But I forgot which game. I, I think he's there played Arkansas. Because uh, when we did, like, the Florida Georgia, I did the wall that says it all of why yeah, Georgia's yeah. defense is so great. Jalen Carter, you to me, yeah. time and time again stood out uh, as a guy who's still young, by the way. But uh, a guy in terms of his hands, in terms of athleticism, I mean, and with all those respect to Jordan Davis, he's going to be a first-round pick more than likely. Um, I think Jalen Carter could even be better than Jordan Davis is. So I like Jalen Carter a lot. Obviously, this year, though, I mean, give me Jordan Davis. And by the way, like, you're not alone. Like, there are people that think, like, he is the best player, best talent on their defense. Dude's an athletic freak. I mean, so is Jordan Davis once again, but, like, Jalen Carter just sticks out to you for some reason. Hey, Casey, who you got? Nolan Smith. He oh, plays, very good. Yeah, he plays linebacker. He was, he's kind of not been the forgotten man, I guess you could say, because everybody else has played so well, but this was the number one recruit coming out a couple years ago. He's uh, played every single year. He's gotten more involved in this year. He just does everything. He has three and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, an interception. He rushes. He plays in coverage. He can do a lot. 
Um, it's not even confirmed that he'll come out this year because he could go back and be a senior and play, but I think he can just do a lot for you. He's not the sexy pick, as you can say, but he just does a lot well. Well, how about seeing ends up being their defensive player of the game? Yes. Not, I know. Not, you know, I mean, they have got, they are just absolutely loaded on that side of the ball. Lewis Seen was terrific. Obviously, Ringo makes the big play. Yep. Uh, they are so good on defense. Did you see the stat, the Wyatt guy, number 95? Yep. They said he lost 40 pounds. He runs a 4-8. Did you see how big that guy is? I know, man. I mean, they are, it's incredible. Devontae Wyatt, man. yeah. You, you, did you see what, I'm sure you saw some of my tweets, but not all. But this is one that you would appreciate, football people appreciate. I thought both teams, man, they finish every play. They run hard through every play. They tackle hard through every play. And my most impressive thing about Georgia's defense all year is as good as they were, as fast as they were, as physical as they were, I thought they were as disciplined as a defense I've ever seen. Yeah. No personal fouls, no extra stuff after the whistle, no taunting. All that. They just played the game, man, and played it hard and played it well. Well, and it's really cool to see a defense that, that has so many wrinkles to it, right? Especially the college game, it's a little more mundane. It's a little more vanilla. But Georgia, I mean, the way that they can throw different blitzes at you in package, you know, it's NFL caliber stuff. So that means that any guys that are coming from Georgia in this draft, they'll be NFL ready in terms of the X's and O's part just because you ask them to do so many things. Almost as good as Wisconsin, but remember, Wisconsin was <laughs> top team defense this year, Georgia number two. But still a, a, still a valiant effort by the Georgia Bulldogs yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, whoever the coach, what's his name, Chris? Is he the coach? Oh, he, Paul Chris. But, I mean, if you, you can talk about uh, the coach, it's Jim Dribbliner as the defensive okay. coordinator. Can either one of them jump like Kirby Smart can jump? Jim, Jim, Jim Leonard can definitely jump a... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit now, man. <laughs> All right, Tuesdays from Top Golf rolls on uh, here on ESPN 690. We go around the league. We got more on Bill O'Brien and Trent Bulky and the Jags coaching search and other people's coaching searches. That's up next on ESPN 690. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.